That was Danger Driver by Eden Future from Retro Reverb Records, who are going to be my guests later tonight. And uh, I am Karin Zoe Lee, and you're listening to Night Ride FM. Yep, it's another interview episode, and I've got four guys on from Retro Reverb Records. It's going to be fun. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to play you one more artist from that label, and then a bunch of new stuff, and then I'll bring back Retro Reverb. So here is Cosmo Cooper with Heavy Rain.
That was Cosmo Cooper with Heavy Rain. And uh, I will be back with the uh, Retro Reverb Records talent in just a few songs. But I need to catch you up on the uh, recently released essentials, such as Berlin by Nina and the Secret Chord. No 
was Berlin by Nina and the Secret Chord. And that was available on Bandcamp as of Thursday. And then Friday, Lavenu released a new single. This is a track called Forever.
Corpus Forever by Lavenu. And uh, check his socials to see a sneak peek of the artwork for Lemon Crush. Uh, coming up next. Yeah, Thursday we had a release from Darfels as well. This is a track called Take Me Home. find that on his Bandcamp page and uh, on Friday we had a release collab from Geovac and Shadowrunner Change the World Mm -hmm. 
That was Change the World by Geovog, the Shadowrunner remix. Love that guy. Coming up next, Aztec Records had a, a week ago, they had a track from Sight Telma Club featuring Lau, the Aztec album co-founder, uh, the record co-founder, um, track called Bad Thing. Never gonna let her back in Now you know 
Thing by Sight Telma Club featuring Lau from Aztec Records. Coming up next, Eric C. Powell released an album last year, Fly Away, and uh, he's got the remix album coming up in May, and uh, he's letting me premiere this particular track. This is my favorite from Fly Away, The Bedside Table, and this in particular is the Cyborg Drive remix. Could that be him? Could that be him? Could that be 
was The Bedside Table by Eric C. Powell and the vocals of his wife, Andrea Powell. And that was the Cyber Drag remix, which is a, a look at the Flyaway remix is coming out May 21st. All right. Got a couple more before I bring our guests back on. Runaway Droid came out with a new single last Friday called Dangerous.
Dangerous by Runaway Droid. So the last years, last year, the last years, <laughs> they released their debut album, Future Ghosts. And just last Friday, they released uh, the remix album. But ahead of that, they released one of their singles on March 19th. And that was the Jacket remix of Hands in the Dark. the jacket remix of hands in the dark by the last years on the future ghosts remix album available on Bandcamp now all right so it's time for me to bring back retro reverb records and i'm going to start with a song by the Th- sub theory called fader
I wouldn't want to be driving one of these cars put together by a robot. I don't think it's smart. I don't think it's funny. And that was Fader by The Sub Theory, who I happen to have with me, as well as other staff on the Retro Reverb team. Hello, guys. Do we want to go around the room, say who we are? Sure. Hi, I'm Andy, The Sub Theory. I'm Alex Vichetti. I'm Cole. I'm Lloyd from Hypersynth Blog. Well, thanks for joining me, all of you. I don't think I've had four guests on at one time before. <laughs> Thank you all for being here in your respective time zones, by the way. Thanks for having us on. So what's going on with Retro Reverb Records right now? A million things. So I feel this one. <laughs> <laughs> many, many, many things. Today, um, for the first time, I, I started a live stream on YouTube. So we're going to have a, a little sort of Retro Reverb Records radio playing on YouTube, so I was quite excited about that. That took me oh, about three weeks to get my head around how to, how to use Streamlabs. Um, I've just been arguing with tutorials for, for a long time, getting pretty stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but aside from that, yeah, we had, we got a release coming up on the 30th with, I, I find his name really hard to pronounce, which is quite embarrassing, but... Um, Unio Knights. Um, so we're excited about that. <laughs> what was that? Come you were annoying. I'll, I'll try again. Hold on. I'll try again. Anyone, <laughs> anyone, who wants to try? Who wants to try? Go on, Andy. You do it. You say it. Isn't it Ueno Knights, isn't it? Ueno, Ueno. Thank you. <laughs> You've, I've, I've thrown myself. We've got um, we've got interviews. Cole's just, yeah. try, just signs people based on the fact you can't pronounce their names. Yeah, well, it's not not a good sign. Not a good sign when you're on, you know. I Can I get signed? Label. <laughs> Just say, yeah. He'll probably leave the label now. I'll do that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. So we've got um, we've got five minute reviews that are coming out on um, on YouTube. We've been doing those recently. They've been going well. Lloyd's been Lloyd's been scouting the synthwave scene for those. So credit to Lloyd. Uh, and then um, I do them. We also continuing doing our interviews. Lloyd, what else is going on? Come and help me out. Synthwave Chart. Synthwave Chart um, is doing really, really well. We've got loads of submissions, loads and loads of votes this month. It's all very super, super competitive. Um, yeah, I think I think that sort of covers it. And a, and a million on one releases as, as well as vinyl coming up in the next six to eight weeks. Awesome. We've got Reddit now to everybody join because it's really hard to get members on Reddit. On Reddit? Yeah, Reddit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks, Lloyd. Reddit. Yeah, we started a Reddit community, but it is very difficult to to get people involved. So, uh, who was the most recent artist that you signed to Retro Reverb? Uh, the most recent uh, is a new guy from America, actually called Mad Modems. He's just re-released a single with us. But we've had quite, we've had quite a lot of new artists over the last um, three months. So just before Lloyd started, and then after after Lloyd started, we we've taken on quite a few new artists. And we've got I've got another one to announce. These guys don't even don't even know it yet. But I've got a I can't say it. <laughs> I've got another one I'm quite excited about that's going to be released uh, announced next week. So I think there's 20 of us at the moment on the on the label. Wow. Oh wow. Don't ask me to say all their names because one, I can't pronounce them properly, and two, I forget. Do you, think, do you think it's the same person? You just keep signing them because you don't know their names. <laughs> I, I, I've got a long list. I have to. I actually, at one point, I realised that I'm gonna, you know, I have to like write their first names down as well, not just their artist names, because I do actually sometimes forget. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> so the label itself, uh, when was that established as a label? I, Alex, do you wanna? 
do that one. Yeah, sure. The first idea, well, was in I think August of September 2018, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and Carl was like nagging me to start up a label with him. At the beginning, I was kind of reluctant because you know I have had some not so good experiences with uh, major record labels like Warner Brothers, for example. You know, I was still kind of traumatized by uh, you know the big kind of mechanisms of the music industry. Um, but you know, uh, the great thing about uh, being a yes man is that uh, you know you you can learn a lot from people by saying yes. And I've learned a great deal from Cole. You know, Cole has a uh, I think he has a great um, ethic when it comes to uh, running the label, and uh, lesson I learned through him too was that you know you don't know you don't have to be like a uh, like a selfish uh, monster to uh, be in the music industry. You can be you know you can be ethical. You can you can be like a, a decent person and maintain a collective instead of like a hierarchy, and uh, that's what. You know, we thought about right at the beginning. It, it was part of the core values that we uh, that we have here at uh, Retriever Records, and uh, it's something I think you know just stuck with our way of working uh, throughout these uh, these years. You know, in the ups and downs. But yeah, it all started in 2018, and we you know we we improvised on many things, uh, definitely, but. You know, we, we slowly got there. Perseverance. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes. General. So yeah, it was a long way, long way, definitely rocky road. Right, Cole? Yeah, it wasn't easy. It's still rocky now. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's, at, it's, at least the rocks are not like as pointy as before. Let's put it that way. No, they're not. <laughs> and they're not, not as pointy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when it started out, it was Alex and Cole. Yeah. And that's changed. It, it, the dynamics have changed. Sorry if I thought this one. Yeah, the dynamics have changed. Um, we, we started out. Uh, it was Alex and Cole, and at the beginning, we were we were doing everything together. But as, as like as we were going along, as we took on more artists, as we started to do more and more releases, Alex and I realised that we had uh, different skill sets, different knowledges, and stuff like that. So we, it just naturally sort of. The, the, the vision of task sort of naturally took a path and I, I basically had a bit more time than Alex did so I started taking it on sort of more full time and doing more of the management stuff and Alex has much more of a sort of history in music than I do so when it sort of came down to like music theory and mixing and mastering and that kind of stuff Alex Alex was the man and also Alex knew a lot more about media design than I did and it's taken me well, Alex, this whole time to, to <laughs> find this kind of balance. And I, I mean, Colin's been nice, but I mean, I completely suck at managing. Let's just be really honest. I just suck so badly at it. Uh, you know, I'm just an artist, so uh, trying different things out and understanding, you know, obviously the uh, right balance of skill sets and what to do. And, you know, Coles are just a, it's just a natural, I think, manager. He has that mindset that I do not have. I think I think Alex has helped me though to understand a lot more about music um, and and things like that. And he still still gives me. I mean, he's still an, you're still an ambassador for for the label, um, and he still does bits and bobs to me here and there and helps me out uh, mixing and mastering. Does some video design from time to time. Um, I quite often bounce like if if I'm unsure about like a, 
a new artist, he'll be one of the people that I send like the music to say, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, another lesson learned from Cole. I mean, I used to, always used to be very kind of in your face, like, oh, like this guy sucks. Now it's more like, hmm, interesting. Let's have a look at the pros and cons. <laughs> you know. So that's that's your catch code word for it sucks. Is that right? I just learned. That. <laughs> <laughs> if Alex ever says that's interesting. <laughs> now that I'm, I'm I'm kind of extreme when it comes to music, Andy. I mean, for example, I mean I don't don't know if you remember when you uh, uh, jumped on the bandwagon. I, I just fell in love with what you did like, straight away, uh, and I'm like that with 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 people. If I love what they do, I become like obsessed, uh, which happened which happened with the um, with the Goondocks back in the day. Oh yeah, just, yeah, we used to have on the label, and I completely like fell in love with with his music. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I'm still very much in love with what he does. You know, so, so he's today. just he's just released something the other day. Did you see? Yeah, like very Indiana Jones style um, artwork. Um, but I think the the point that Alex is making is that as 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 the labels developed and grown, at at the beginning we would probably take stuff that um, that only Alex and I would like. But as as we've progressed, and and this is no disrespect to some of the stuff that that maybe we don't like as much is that we've learned that, you know, our taste is not the be all and end all and that there are lots of people out there who like lots of different kinds of things. So it, we tend to, I tend to now sort of take things a bit more objectively. So uh, I think that's something that Lloyd will probably testify to that, you know, I don't always necessarily 100% love everything that, that we release, but that doesn't mean that I don't think it's well made or well done. And I know that, you know, if I only ever released music that, that I liked, it would become, well, extremely boring, to be honest, because I've got terrible taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> well, taste in music is such a personal thing anyway. But if, uh, if it's a small team selecting artists for a label, then the label has its own sound. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Taste is completely subjective. And, you know, that's that's why you can't sort of go, no, no, I, I, I hate this. And actually, I think, it, you know, if I, Lloyd's been great um, since he's come onto the team because he actually, when we first connected, uh, I connected with Lloyd because he was writing reviews for, uh, for, for Symphony Tracks and stuff like that. So he's got quite a nice, he's got quite a nice ear for music. So, uh, you know, he's quite a nice, I like a springboard for me like I go and sometimes Lloyd and I sort of have, have bits of a bit of an argument like I think this is rubbish he's like oh that was my favorite bit and you know blah 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 <laughs> but um, no, it's it's really it's been really useful to have someone who's, who writes about music so articulately uh, and then can express that to me and like he's actually been quite a driving force behind a few of the people that um I've been trying to sign as well so you know he's, he's taken a, a big part in that so thanks Lloyd Nowadays, I'm also painfully shy, guys. That's why I'm not speaking very much. Sorry, I'll try. No worries. <laughs> so, uh, when and why did you bring Lloyd onto the team? Lloyd, do you want to? I know you're shy. Do you want to? Do you want to go for <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I'll answer. Um, so <laughs> you just messaged me on Instagram, and I can't even remember what you asked me now. Probably would I uh, like submissions. Oh submissions. yeah, how to submit and things wasn't there. And I've got my, I had my own. Well, I still have got my own playlist. And but you were just asking me about stuff like that. And we got talking. Um, yeah, and he just offered me loads of advice because like I didn't really know what I was doing to be honest. Um, at the time, 
or at least I felt, well I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but I definitely at that time felt like I didn't. Just gave me some advice of like how to set things out, um, made me a logo, different things like that really, showed me how to use different apps and like computer software and stuff because I'm not very good with like a, an actual computer, give me an app and I, I can work it, but an actual like, you know, laptop, <laughs> I find quite intimidating, I don't know why. <laughs> I've got a nervous laugh as well. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Yeah, I had to learn how to use the laptop all over again when I started doing this radio. Oh my god! Tell me about it, man. Uh, I I feel like I can't sit down on my laptop and try and do something without having to watch a YouTube tutorial. Like it's like <laughs> I watch I watch a YouTube tutorial every day. <laughs> That's how you learn, man. I mean, I had to learn Photoshop from scratch. Uh, an illustrator from scratch uh, and I really had to up my game in like mixing and mastering because I come from like a metal hardcore background and obviously you know dynamics you know musical dynamics in this genre just changed dramatically obviously so uh, it was I mean for me it was a good push to obviously improve myself and through hours of tutorials and <laughs> and the like. My, my problem is, though, I watch a tutorial and I, I, I do it and I think, yes, I've done it. And then I need to do it again a week later and I've completely forgotten how to do it. I have to watch the tutorial again. i
So who wants to talk about their music first? Go on, Andy. Andy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so my music is... It's interesting because I don't think it's it's probably straight up synthwave. I, when I first started making... I mean, I've been making music for a long, long time. But when I first sort of started making the sort of thing I make now, I was completely unaware of synthwave as a thing. I was listening to... Uh, I've always been into electronic music for a start, right from the 80s. Started off making electro because I used to break dance years and years ago. I was listening to a lot of stuff like, well, a lot of French house back in the early sort of two thousands or sort of two thousand ten. Sorry, I stumbled across people like Kavinsky and obviously watched like Drive and, and various stuff like that. I had no idea that there's a thing called synthwave, and then it was going, oh, I quite like this. This is very similar to the stuff I used to make years ago. Um, so I sort of I changed my sound towards that. I was sort of making more kind of instrumental hip hop breakbeat that kind of stuff. So I sort of starting corporate a bit more of a retro feel to it then discovered there's this thing called synthwave and thought oh actually this is very similar to what i've done i just never had a label for it um never knew what it was called so i started looking into other people mitch murder people like that some of the heavier stuff like uh, carpenter brew the way i sort of describe my music i kind of take little little influences from everything that i ever listened to and kind of throw it into a bit of a melting pot and see what comes up i don't sit there and say i make this or i make that it's just like literally i'm just gonna make a song it's going to make a track and I like this particular way of making it and that's how it's sort of evolved and that's why it's not strictly speaking I don't think synthwave it's a bit of everything I think yeah but you find your way to the scene how did you get involved uh, in uh, being part of a label it's a very good question I don't I'll be honest I don't really remember I think it's um I think I was just just experimenting just setting some stuff out the problem is when you make stuff in your own in your own room in your own bedroom or your own studio or whatever it's very um, difficult to gauge how you're progressing so you kind of almost have to step out a bit and sort of send it out to people a little bit try and see what what they think of it in an objective way I mean you send it to sort of your friends and family and stuff and they're either going to say yeah it's great or in the case of my friends they'll probably say it's terrible but um, <laughs> so I think I think I must have come across Retro Reverb did you have an advert on Instagram or something like that I think a while back um I... Somebody saying we want you or something. I, I can't remember where it, where it was, honestly. Maybe it was Facebook or something like that. So I just thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to send these guys, see what they think of it. Um, and they sent a very nice, polite email back saying, yeah, very interested, want to talk to you. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's have a chat. And yeah, they seemed to be kind of enthusiastic. And uh, I think you added me into the, the kind of the group WhatsApp conversation and it kind of went from there. It was quite a good uh, Andy, you you joined on the Seventh of February, two thousand and nineteen. I'm just scrolling through the emails. <laughs> just, found, just found you because I remember you were involved with the, um, the first charity album, weren't you? you yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, okay. That's very specific. You have. I would. Well, never I've got. I've got your email here. It says dip demos. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah. So that's really. Um, and then, like, sort of, Cole said, we sort of worked with. Um, Lots of different artists could put together like that charity compilation, um, which obviously led to the uh, gig we did in London, uh, which was would have been about what July 2019. It was in June. 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 June, Sorry, Uh, I remember it was blistering hot, which is uh, unusual. (laughs) June. Yeah, it was Uh, lovely, man. But that was and it was really obviously met all the guys, had a great time, you know, kind of. uh, grew from there really and it's it's just yeah I've been with them ever since so was that the gig that Eden Future was on yes yes I remember I had him on the show 
last year at some point. You remember, I remember him telling me about that. It was his first time in London, and he came with his mom. Yeah, oh, super cute. Right. Super cute. He, he got. Did he, te- did he tell you about how he got stuck? I don't think he did. No. So he got they, stuck. Well, they had to transfer, I think, or their plane got diverted or something like that. I can't remember if it was. Um, a bit of ignorance. I can't remember if it was Iceland or Greenland. Anyway, somewhere up there in like Scandinavia or the north somewhere. Uh, and they got stuck over for like uh, a day or something. They thought they were going to miss the gig, but long story short, they didn't. But, you know, I, I, that, it is probably Iceland because I do that quite a lot when I was going back and forward across the Atlantic. Um, oh, there we go. You go through Iceland and I've, I've missed planes because of the, uh, it's not the biggest airport in the world and they're not Sorry, if anyone from Iceland is listening. Yeah, well, thanks, Andy. Now now you've just blown any chance of signing any uh, artists from Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do apologise to the entire nation of Iceland. <laughs> Bjork's going to come and have a go at you now. She knows what the airport's like. Yeah, she, exactly. But she, she, she has fights at airports, from what I remember. So a question for the label. What are you looking for when you're looking to sign an artist? Do you know what I'm? What I'm looking for is not. I can't usually see until I actually work with them, which is really frustrating. Because uh, what I'm looking for is people who get it in terms of just working hard, being professional, being organised, and not making my job a million times harder. Um, because honestly, that that goes so far with me. Like if they if they organise and show that they care and they they're, they're ready to put the work in. That really means a lot to me because I can do so much more with that than just like raw talent. I mean, you need somebody who obviously has like a good sound, but they need to understand how the music industry works nowadays as well. Because there's quite a lot of people out there who think, oh, I'm just going to release and that will be enough. And it, uh, it really, it really, really isn't enough. So my advice for any budding young artists out there, and we do take like grassroots you know, uh, artists who are new to the scene and we do work with them and help promote them. My message is that if you really do want to do it and you want to be taken seriously, it's fine to be wherever you are on your journey, but also realize that if you do want to do it, you're going to have to put the work in. But in terms of in terms of sound, like I said, you know, we try to be as objective as possible. We have, I think we have quite a nice balance between instrumental and vocalists on the label at the moment. Uh, I would say I probably... My preference, just personally, is I, I lean towards vocal synthwave a bit more. That's just because I like it, but that doesn't mean that I don't like instrumental synthwave. I do. I'm the same, Mike. I prefer songs with vocals in it as a rule, but I do like instrumental music, but I just always feel like there's got to be quite a lot going on in an instrumental for me to like, to like not so much to like it, but to want to listen to it. Do you know what I mean? To put it into my regular sort of listening. It's got to be really busy, really hectic. And just have loads going on, whereas for a vocal track, not so much. We don't need that. So I'm taking the very personally now. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that, Andy, Andy. That's why on the uh, on the on the ten minute interviews with Cole, I, one of the questions in the quick fire round is always, "What what do you prefer, instrumental or vocals?" And it's it's quite split. Right. Um, I think you know, and I think it's split on the label. I think we're about half and half. But sorry, Karen, what I really wanted to say was before Lloyd rudely interrupted. No, I'm joking, Lloyd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on speaker card now. No, 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 I feel really now bad. Now you've done now. it. <laughs> um, 
what we're really, really after. There's two things I, I really want. We want, we want some ladies. We want the ladies in the synthwave scene to come out. We really would like to have a bit more female representation. Um, and I'd also like to, to get some artists from um, out in Asia. Okay. I just feel like there's a nice, there's a, there's a big market out there, and I don't feel like personally we've tapped it. So if I got like a good submission from some some of the Asian that I enjoyed and stuff, I'd, I'd like that to try and sort. Because you know, I think, I mean. Andy, Alex, Lloyd, how many different nationalities are there on the label? There's, there's quite a lot, wouldn't you say? And loads. Yeah, there's um, Canadian from the US, got Argentina, Argentinian, French, um, Portuguese, French. Irish, Italian, Finnish. German, Finnish. Ah, oh, there's more, I can't even think. But um, yeah, we did that little promo video, Karen. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on the homepage of our YouTube, and it's got like all of the flags from the artists on Metro um, Records. And we we do like to be inclusive, so we're trying we're trying to get artists from all over the globe because we we want to sort of spread the sound as far and wide as possible. To be honest.
Alex, I think this is your opportunity now to, to talk about your music briefly. As I said before, I started my musical career like 23 years ago. started really, really young. Got involved in a really successful Italian band back in like 2002. Uh, went on tour, uh, ended up, you know, opening for like No Effects, DOA, like loads of really like big, uh, no use for a name, like big hardcore bands. Uh, and then, you know, after the band split up, I kind of went, all went our separate ways and after well i kind of moved away from the whole idea of a band eventually because i had all these ideas in mind and it was very difficult to communicate what i had in mind to other people and obviously when you're in a band you have to be very democratic about things and accept other people's views which in, in my case would have uh, kind of damaged that image i had in mind of of my music um so i am um, again cole was a great inspiration for me he uh, gave me that push to do things uh, by myself because i always thought you know you actually needed the physical band i was kind of very very retro very vintage you know, thinking of mentality but you know obviously in this day and age technology is great and uh, it's i think that solo artist on a stage performing uh, on a stage and doing a lot of things at once is i think more accepted nowadays i think that it was before before we you know i used to see someone like that and think okay well cool but you know it's a very niche thing now it's become a bit more mainstream um so i i, I changed my musical direction i didn't let go completely of you know the the rocky background because you know that's what i'm uh, that that's who i am and it just pours out every time i sing and obviously and in guitar um, but I, I did mix some uh, I did add some new wave influences I, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with new wave uh, differently from Andy I mean I've never I've never watched drive uh, I wasn't into the synthwave scene I just love 80s music and especially new wave especially the darker side of new wave uh, and I wanted to incorporate that uh, with you know some some electro sounds and and see how that went and uh, it's still it's still going I'm, I'm happy with the results uh, and uh, I'm also working on a new album now uh, and I'm gonna take my sound in a different direction uh, there too I want to try and you know, incorporate some cyberpunk sounds mm. uh, so yeah that will be my third uh, solo album first two published in 2020 the good fight and when the nothing shines upon I'm very proud of them, you know, not, uh, obviously they didn't break bank, but, you know, very proud of them. I don't believe in big numbers, I believe in quality. We've still got a couple of hard copies of Andy's um, Impact and Alex's uh, When the Nothing Shines Upon, if you want them. <laughs> yes, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> oh, I need to get them. Please do, please do. Yeah, cool, rock. I'm going to let you finish, but I do just want to add. The When the Nothing Shines Upon by Alex Vachetti is actually one of the best albums of all time and that is a hill I'm willing to die on. I absolutely love it. Wow. There's an album track on there, I'm sick of it, and it is just, one. Of, it's probably like one of my favourite songs. Well, I know it is one of my favourite songs of all time. Um, it's just so like, it's, well, all of your music, Alex, is just like a big collection of like different sounds. Like, there's trance elements in some of the things that I hear from you. There's, like, the heavy guitars, there's the drums, there's the just complete performance affectation that you put on when you sing. I just love it. So on top of being part of Retro Reverb Records, I'm also the head of the Alex Pichetti fan club. 
Oh, thank you, man. He is Alex's stan. I am. I am Alex's stan. I'm I'm going to speak up for Andy here as well because I don't know if anyone's actually listened to his his impact uh, as well. But if you are interested in instrument uh, instrumental uh, synthwave, that is different. That isn't the same as everything else that's come before it then Andy is definitely your man. It's a super unique sound and uh, worth checking out. So well done, yeah, I mean, Andy. It, it, it includes so many influences, like also like some, some modern sounds, but he he try, he try makes them he makes them fit with the retro stuff too. And it's super clean. I mean, production value there is just wow. Thank you very much. Thank you. And um, worth noting that the Impact tape comes with the first EP on it as well. So it's kind of uh, almost a bit of a double EP. Yeah, which is Ventura Boulevard, yeah? That's right, yeah. Which came out the week we here in the UK went into lockdown. So it's kind of a bit, bit of an unusual sort of... Uh, it came up the other day. Uh, you know, you get on Facebook memories or whatever. It came up as that. It's like it was a year ago. And I was like, oh, well, it's, it's, it, it's kind of a, an odd thing to be to be reminded that we've been in this for a, for a year, well, over a year now. It just happened to sort of coincide, that release. Andy, can I congratulate you on, on the orange... Gig. I mean that's fucking huge, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. No. Um. Yeah. That was it took me a bit by surprise. They. That's so, Orange. I mean, it's wow. Bit of background. I, I got sponsored by Orange Amplifiers. I did a. Um, one of my collaborators is Clindo Parker, who is uh, Janelle Monae's uh, sideman, musical director. Um, also happens to be the nephew of. Maceo Parker from James Brown's band. Um, he's he's heavily sponsored because he's a guitarist. He's heavily sponsored by Orange, so it's kind of uh, working with him. Is kind of they've obviously looked at and gone, well, he knows him, so he must be all right. And they want to break into the electronic market, so they just said, can we sponsor you and we'll send you some like of our latest headphones and stuff like that. I was like, do I get free stuff? Yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. You really have to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that was um, it, it was out of the blue and it was quite a nice surprise. So. Yeah, very happy with that. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, well That's done. cool. Orange Amps, I mean. Yeah. Um, really, honestly, and this sounds like a sales pitch now, they are fantastic. The products they, they sent me are amazing. That is not me selling out and selling We've them. Lost you there, Andy. They genuinely are very good. Definitely, if anyone else is out there and they want to send me free stuff, I'm glad. <laughs> man, if they make headphones, like they make like the Rock of Herb 50, bloody hell, man. Yeah. I love those amps. Yeah. They are. They're. You can tell that they're made with made by people who understand music. Because I've I've had headphones, obviously, because like, I used to DJ quite a lot, and you can really tell that the really cheap ones that don't somebody's put them together doesn't doesn't listen to music properly. They they listen to it, you know, the equipment or the equipment of a Walkman or whatever, um, or Discman. But these really are like pro audio quality, really really good. Talking of sponsorship, anyone out there who wants to sponsor Retro Reverb Records, we're open. We're open to suggestions. <laughs> we're all big fans of free stuff, particularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jagermeister, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. If anybody oh, wants yeah. to send me some Domino's brownies, I can give you an area code. <laughs> I, uh, Red Bull, I drink a lot of Red Bull. I'm quite happy to, you know, post. I'm a big fan of Red Bull, too. All right. Let's talk about live streams. Live stream concerts. Have uh, you got plans for any coming up? Yeah, so we did. It, we did two, didn't we? Last um, last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, was we that did. year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, it was. We, it was actually around about this time last year. Yeah, um, we did. We did flashback. That was with timestamp recordings. Mm-hmm. So we we joined up with them. 
and we we got a load of artists together. That was that was pretty cool. And we did one with um, with you guys actually. Yeah. Karen. Mm-hmm. Did the one with Night Rider. I, I, I hooked up with Dennis and and Z who sorted me out and basically talked all of our artists through how to live stream. It, it oh was God, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, he did very very well. But he I mean, was amazing, like, man. He, he is, like, do I have to explain this one more time to you? <laughs> <laughs> he was so patient, and you know what? He's in Australia as well. It, that's right, isn't it? And like a lot of the time, our questions were coming to him at like three three a.m., four a.m. in the morning and stuff. And I don't know what he was doing. Up. He obviously doesn't sleep. Better. What's the stream key? <laughs> <laughs> do I press yeah. go live now? <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, Karen, you asked us a question about live streams, though. Um, yes, I am trying to organise another one. I've got to convince all of the lazy artists on the label to pull their socks up and pull their finger out and do it. But it won't be until autumn, I don't think.
Did uh, did y'all have any live shows planned before COVID came and took out all of our events? Uh, we had um, Honeybeard signed up for uh, New York Retro Fest out in the US mm. before before COVID hit. Which I was, was going to go to that. Yeah, yeah. So was I. So was I. Um, they was due to play Artifact Live as well, were they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. So th- those those got missed out. But to be honest, Karen, like we're only like Alex said at the beginning of the show, we're only like a couple of years old. So before COVID hit, one of our sort of goals was to get more of our artists involved in like live performances and stuff and it's just been completely annihilated blown out of the street so we haven't really had any opportunity to work on it build any context do anything at all so uh, I, I don't know what what people think about when it's going to come back i was hoping maybe like towards the end of this year we might start seeing shows again but who knows really no i don't i don't think so i think in no. the summer you, we might have some some kind of way to do a live show in the summer like i don't know what our smaller venues maybe or maybe they'll do every other or something but i think in the winter we'll be back in lockdown definitely in the uk 100 percent. well i think uh, yeah i mean I, I think you might be right for me i think it's all about the festivals i've always been a, a sort of a festival goer and a festival sort of i like i love playing big outdoor festivals so for me summer's that time obviously last summer i probably had a couple of festivals lined up but um obviously what happened happened and we couldn't do them but i'm kind of still hoping that this summer um they start going ahead again because that's for me where um i think you get the biggest diverse amount of people you get the sort of the indoor shows and people that kind of come that already know you or, or already know the, the, the sort of music you do and i think for me the really interesting thing is when you play shows with lots of different styles of music on that's for me where you kind of get new people on board yeah i think mm. that's i think that's that's really that's true. You get loads of new fans, and you can introduce a lot of people to a new sound, and and yourself as well. Uh, Karen, I mean, I've I've always I feel like with everything, um, probably we'll end up just doing it ourselves to make sure that we are, <laughs> that we actually have events. So I mean, that is something that I am planning to do some like uh, some retro reverb like live events at some point. I'll probably have to do some collaborations with other organisations to get it going, but. Hopefully, hopefully that will rock. I really, I, it would be really nice to have like you know maybe not all of the artists, but even if we could get say ten of them together uh, at one space at one time, like because we don't really we don't get to meet each other, so um, and we're, like we said, we're spread out spread out all over the world. So that would be like a fantastic opportunity for everyone to play live, get to know each other, and create some buzz and some feeling in the scene. Hopefully, Cole, do you remember we have like a, a potential like Californian? Uh, tour yeah 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 that, that was another one another thing that guy just disappeared off the face yeah, of the earth would have been awesome man would have been awesome he, back in the old days back in the old uh, 60s and 70s you put us on a bus in the middle of uh, uh, you know, one coast of the US and say drive to the other coast do tours all the way up and shows all the way along that's the bit I think it would be really cool yeah but, uh, or, or Europe doesn't have to just be there the problem, mate, is the money. I mean, the money you have to put up front before a tour, because I mean, that's why you need you know sponsors and all that, because it's touring is expensive, and I mean, you don't even break even a lot of the times. Yeah, the visas. I, I don't even know what that's going to look like now. But you missed the crucial part. I said you guys would put us on a bus. I didn't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I was talking about the expensive part. <laughs> Redneck sponsors us now, so he can pay for it. <laughs> how do you think they'd take it down there in the south coming with us like you know flamingos and palm trees and pink <laughs> we 
we'd probably need like a, a fence, like you know the, the Blues Brothers, and you know watch out what, some. What was it? They yeah, where they throw the bottles at them, so yeah. they don't like. <laughs> the good old boys. <laughs> well, they say we've got both kinds of music, country and western. <laughs> <laughs> Just go down to Miami. Yes, it's yeah. aesthetic there. Perfect. Lloyd, you can't come. I'm afraid. It's too, too hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> You'll melt. <laughs> I was going to say, though, I am actually quite big on Jesus Christ, so I think that I would fit in right in the center. <laughs> we'll do a tour right through the Bible Belt. Yeah. I can just pray the heat away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got to take advantage of the, uh, of the time we have left, because, I mean, Florida won't probably exist another few uh, years with the sea levels rising, right? And we've got about a century before we lose Florida to the rising sea levels. <laughs> we see Lloyd will still be around. That's the thing. <laughs> That's plenty of time. Don't worry about it. Andy, what are you doing in the future? Start with you. Um, so I've got a couple of well, some exciting stuff going on. I'm doing um, soundtracks for um, some TV shows um, that have got picked up by Sky Atlantic, um, which I'm very excited about. The in addition to that, I've got an EP coming out very soon. Or I say coming out, I've, I've just finished it, so uh, I'll be sending that over to to you, Cole, pretty soon. Cool. Um, then an album later on in the year. So that's kind of oh, a couple of remixes have just come out as well. So didn't you just do a remix for um, the last years? Yes, yeah. So uh, H2 Angels and, and the last years just did uh, remixes for them. And uh, Alex, Alex, you spoke about what you're going to release. Yeah. You? Well, in the uh, immediate future, I have a, um, a song with uh, your friend Esteves. Yeah, lovely collab with uh, with him. Uh, probably you uh, release like it's gonna be like a summer song. So uh, we were looking at maybe like a, a June release, mid to end of June release. And um, apart from that, I have I'm working on a trilogy of albums because I have like a common theme that's gonna be. Developed up in three albums, um, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really working on that. I'm changing my sounds, and I'm trying to make sure you know it's the highest uh, production value possible. Yeah. Cool, thanks, Al. Um, so as well, Karen, we've got uh, Corp Eighty Six. They're from Argentina. If anyone hasn't heard of them, and they've got an album coming up, and they released two singles with us, which you can check out on our band camp page uh the names are in spanish Can, <laughs> does anyone do they remember what they're called i can't remember um anyway. is it like agua and las something like yeah water, I mean, leaves. Like water, water on water, water on leaves yeah water on leaves yeah um we've got daniel hugh he's got a second ep coming up following from on from his first ep immortals which is wonderful i know lloyd loves it i do um, you're a big Daniel Hugh fan, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. I'm having a lot to process a minute because I didn't actually know that there was a song coming out with Alex and your friend Estevez. And I didn't know Dan had a new EP coming up. So I'm a bit overwhelmed with just the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've right got now. more. I've got more. You might want to sit down and get, grab a glass of water <laughs> or something. We've, I've got uh, a release from Daytona Dreaming. He's just released a track called heat seeker and and i forget where he's from is it is it denmark or norway i'm gonna say denmark denmark i think he's from denmark even future you know even future karen um he's got vinyl coming up in the um in the fall or the autumn 
Oh, wow. Yeah, he's super excited about it. I know the name of it as well, I can't say. Oh, it's not Starbler. No, no, he's, he's, got, a, he's got a new full-length album. Oh, I've got to say the name, sod it. I think he's going to call it Danger Driver, I think. <laughs> well, he um, did send along a track called Danger Driver. He yeah, didn't say whether it was the album. That's the probably the feature track, so the single for the album, probably. Probably. Honeybeard have got vinyl coming up in June, so Alex and Jao need to think about their release date carefully. We've got Igor, who is Rain, and he's from Ukraine, and I have no idea what he's doing at all, but I thought I'd mention him. Um, <laughs> I've got a new singer called uh, Cosmic Kiss. Brilliant. He's stateside as well. Um, and he's releasing, he's released, no, he's releasing a track called Late at Night, which is really slow, chill wave, very, very lax, very, very cool. Trifle, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of him, he released Neon Green as his first EP, and he's releasing another one called Neon Blue. We've got the man from Finland, Yussi Delta Wave 82, lovely guy. He recently released um, Dystopian Summer, and I don't know what he's doing in the future. Cosmo Cooper is from Germany um, and he's going to release a single called Heavy Rain, which I think you're going to play today. So I hope everyone really enjoys that. Uh, I know this is a long list. I told you there's 20 of us. So um, I've got Laser Squad from Germany and he released an EP called Dreaming in Dog Years, which I think is a really cool name. Um, and if you haven't checked out his pixel art videos, they're pretty cool. Go to YouTube to look at them. He's got another EP coming up. Uh, maybe at the end of May, actually. And then we've got we've got Tom, which is Ashpool. He's not releasing anything till the autumn. We've got Soul or Mad Modems, and he will be releasing an EP with us sometimes towards the late summer. And I think that wraps it up because we've mentioned everything else. Thank you for letting me do that. I really appreciate it. Oh, 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 oh! Sorry, we've got to mention Alex's wife. Lennis. Oh yes, definitely. Sorry, man. Alex, talk two minutes, one yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. Just like we've uh, finished recording vocals for her first single, and that's uh, going to be released sometime. Uh, yeah, this year, uh, depending on you know obviously releases, other releases we have. But I'm pretty excited. We, we were talking about you know Sisters of Synthwave, which is actually an actual group on Facebook. Uh, by the way, all you ladies, you know, sign up, join. Uh, and um, yeah, it's it's really really catchy track. I know because I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, her voice sounds amazing. You know, I think that, as I always say, the first thing I fell in love with was her voice. You know, I think she has a unique uh, tone. You know, and uh, I've heard the EP and it's awesome. I'm I'm super excited about it. Yeah, cool. very good. It's just been difficult, you know, like finding the time to actually like sit down and do things well because obviously I know we, we have a kid and you know we, we don't really trust babysitters and and the like and oh it's just hard but you know it's uh we're getting in there yeah when's his album due out uh album I don't know because we want to just uh, take it slower steady well we would like to release the the first single and uh, we we're thinking about well waiting for the summer to uh, work on the music video because uh, you know there's some amazing places in Sicily and I want to take advantage of the nice weather uh, so once we we got music video ready and you know song nicely mixed and mastered, we're gonna put it out there for the world to see. And <laughs> awesome, can't wait! Thanks you guys for for being on the show. 
No, no, thank you, man. Thanks for letting us talk about everything and, and, and anything and lowering the tone and raising the tone and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> so thank you very much. All right. Well, let's play out with uh, Honeybeard's Black Skies. And uh, I want to thank all the listeners for joining us and uh, tuning in. Uh, my name is Karin Zoe Lee. We've been talking to Retro Reverb Records. And uh, I want you all to have a good night. <laughs>